What happens when a generation of young men is wiped out, leaving the surviving women to build lives in the absence of husbands and children? To their community, they are surplus, unneeded, and perhaps even unwanted. That doesn't mean they cannot find occupation, worth, and joy in their own company. Bookmull Larry Bolden reviews the 2019 novel A Single Thread by Tracy Chevalier, which explores the ways women once came together in the absence of men. As usual, I will be reading Larry's review for him. It is 1932. England and all of Europe is still under the cloud of World War I. So many men died in the war that there are thousands upon thousands of young widows or unmarried so-called spinsters who are dubbed surplus women, women who will be unlikely to marry or have children. Violet Speedwell is one such woman. At 38, she has lost both her older brother and her fiancé, Lawrence. Violet's mother is inconsolable over the death of her oldest son and is supercritical of her daughter, so much so that she makes Violet's life miserable, and Violet longs to get away from her home and town where she feels suffocated by the life of caring for her aging mother. When Violet spots an ad for a typist in a nearby town, she applies and immediately accepts the low-paying job when it is offered. Quote, when it became clear that Mrs. Speedwell was not going to see her off as she normally did, watching from the doorway until visitors were out of sight, Violet went over and kissed her on the forehead. Goodbye, Mother, she murmured. I'll see you next Sunday. Mrs. Speedwell sniffed. Don't bother. I may be dead by then. End quote. And thus Violet begins her new life, living in a boarding house with other young women and working long hours typing forms for an insurance company. Excited by the new freedom, she puts up with meals of sardines or beans on toast. Quote, she took herself to the cinema every week, her one indulgence, which she paid for by going without a meal that day. End quote. Her life is dreary and lonely until one day she goes to the Grand Cathedral in Winchester and happens on to a particular service, one filled with mostly older women. She is not at the church to pray. Quote, Prayers had died in the war alongside George and Lawrence and a nation full of young men. End quote. It turns out to be a special mass for broiderers, i.e. women who embroider seat cushions and kneelers for the hard wooden benches of the cathedral. At first, blocked from entering the group, she persists and eventually is allowed in, and so begins a new and much less socially impoverished life as she befriends other broiderers and comes under the very kind tutelage of Miss Pessel, one of two women in charge of the group of women. When I picked up this novel, I knew nothing of spinning, weaving, crocheting, or embroidering, but I was fascinated by the descriptions and by the friendships between the women. Although Violet has had very limited introduction to needlework, she quickly takes to it under the watchful eye of Miss Pessel. She also becomes friends with an older man, Arthur, who is a bell ringer for the cathedral. Arthur is married to a woman who is frail and ailing, unable to recover from the loss of her son in the war. In order to be allowed to attend the daytime broiderers' meetings, 
Violet comes up with a plan to improve efficiency in the insurance office, such that it will allow both her and Olive, the other typist, to attend the meetings. Quote, But, Miss Speedwell, I shall say this idea came from me, if you don't mind, he added with a frown. I can't think what management would say about a girl having such a progressive idea. End quote. The author, Chevalier, has such a wonderful ear for the nuances and prejudices of this time in a Europe decimated by one war and on the eve of another. Violet decides on a walking tour in the country in place of the holidays of the past spent with her mother and younger brother and his family. She has a frightening encounter with a man she calls the Corn Man, having met him in a cornfield and then followed by him. Having walked to the small town where Arthur lives, she confides in him about the scare she has had. Quote, he frightened you? Yes. Arthur looked at her waiting. It's not easy being a woman on your own, Violet explained after a moment. No one expects it, though there are plenty of us, the surplus women. One would think it would not be such a surprise to see a woman walk through a field or have a cup of tea in a pub, end quote. Among the broiderers, Violet becomes a special friend of Gilda's. And Gilda seems to light up when yet another woman, DJ, Dorothy, shows up at meetings. Quote, when Gilda appeared, out of breath and shouting hello, DJ started and suddenly solidified as if outlined by solid black. She did not stop smiling, but her eyes drifted toward the corner of the room as if to dodge attention. Gilda, too, seemed out of sorts, looking everywhere but at DJ and laughing a little too brightly as she removed her cloche. Violet discovered that there was something to discover, though she did not yet understand what it was. End quote. Only Violet and eventually Miss Pessel accept the relationship between the two women. Quote, there was something around them that made them seem closer than others, although they were not actually standing closer or even looking at each other. It was like an invisible fence penning them together. That's what can happen when you're a spinster. It was said quietly behind Violet, one woman to another. There was sarcasm in the words and a harshness and something like fear. End quote. Violet comes to see just how lovely and natural the relationship between Gilda and DJ is, opening her eyes to new possibilities. This is such a lovely little novel, I didn't expect to be so intrigued by it, reading it as a kind of respite from two rather heavy novels. But by the end, I knew I had to call it to the attention of other readers. I have been talking about a stunning novel by Tracy Chevalier, A Single Thread. This is Patricia Kohlberg, reading for Larry Bolden and for the Old Mole Variety Hour.